One more praise. Amen. Hey man, there's so much going on, you know, so, so much stuff and, you know, and, and we just want to encourage you to hook up and walk. We really believe that if, if people walk with you, they ought to get closer to God, right? And, and we know it's true that if you walk with us, you're going to get closer to God. And, and I know it's true about you too. So make a connection, hook up and just walk, you know, uh, uh ladies walk, walk together, you know, do beautiful, uh, uh, guys walk together, do, do a uh, fight club. People walk together tonight, tonight we're launching, um, uh, Financial Peace University right here. If you haven't got signed up yet, there's still time. Get in. Walk in freedom, but don't walk alone. Don't walk alone. See, the, a, a lot of times, a, a lot of times, uh, we're under the, the belief that you don't need the people that God's put in your life. And if God directs the steps then you're not here today by accident. You need us. We need you. But Proverbs 18.1 says, He who willfully isolates himself from God or man seeks his own desire and is void of sound judgment. In other words, he's an idiot. You know, and how many of us, and you don't have to respond, but how many of us have found that to be true because we, we, we pulled back, we withdrew, we disconnected, and then, and then we got our handy handed to us. You know, why? Because God, God brought people into our life that were going to be our strength, that were going to be our back, that were going to be, you know, who are going to be there to pull us up when, when we fell down. We need each other. We need each other. And, and what we have to do is we have, we have to start living life. You, you know, Matthew 6 says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And Amplified, Amplified says his, his way of doing right, his way of being right, his way, his way. And then he'll, he'll add all the other stuff. But we got to do the same, man. If you want God life results, you got to do God life. And, and, and that's life God's way. Man, it's not a different level of life. It's a different lifestyle altogether. Eternal life doesn't start when you're dead. It doesn't start when you die. Eternal life starts right now when you receive Christ. If any man be in Christ, he's new. Old things pass away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. It's a new way of life. It's more life than death, more joy than sorrow, more peace than chaos, more hope than despair, more provision than lack, more healing than sickness. I'm telling you, it's a crazy good life. But a lot of times we're settling for this mediocre thing, and, but we got a t-shirt. Believer. I'm a believer. Let me just ask this question because, you know, this morning, man, it's, I'm, I'm loving church today. How many believers are in the house? Somebody shout, I'm a believer. Okay, and you could have shouted there because everybody in here is a believer. But what we have to make sure is that we believe the truth. Huh? You know, our foundational scripture that we've been working on, John 8, 31, 32. He said, if you continue. There's a big if there. If you continue. You know, he's assuming somebody started. If you continue. You can't keep going. It's something you haven't even begun yet. Maybe today's your day to start. But if you continue in my word, that's when you're a disciple. And, and you'll know the truth. You'll know the truth. See, you'll know the truth. His word's going to guide you into the truth. There's a reason the enemy doesn't want you really developing a great word life. 
Because he, you know, he can't deceive you if, if you know the truth. I said he can't deceive you if you know the truth. And, and, and that's really what he's talking about. The truth will make you free. It's not the truth all by itself. The truth has been here for thousands of years, yet many of us are still in great bondage. But the knowledge of the truth will make you free. See, the knowledge of the truth, you get into the, you, you get into the word of God, man. I'm telling you, you're going to begin to learn the heart of God and the purpose of God, the plan of God, the will of God. You have no idea how many people that I know right now are desperate to know the will of God. I, I, I need the will of God for my life. I need to know the will. I just feel like my life is empty and without purpose, and I need to know God's will. And see, I bet if I ask, and I'm not, you don't have to do that right now, but I bet if I ask how many really need a clarification of the will of God, there'd be hands all over the room because we are good people. We're not trying to live, you know, as an unbeliever. We don't want to live as a disobedient child. We don't, we don't want to go through life acting as if we don't care. We want the will of God. But let me tell you something about the will of God. The will of God is always contained inside the ways of God. See, and you ain't ever going to find the will of God living your life outside the ways of God. Man, I'm helping you right now. Okay, see, and, and, and to know the ways of God, you need to know the heart of God. Because you, you, you can't live the ways of God unless you're in the Word of God. So you get in the Word, and it'll show you His way. And you walk in His way, and you'll collide with His will. But a lot of us want the will without His ways. And we haven't got a clue what His Word is. See, Job said, we'll put it on the screen. Job said, hey, up until now, uh, uh, you know, I only heard about you before. Up until now, I've just built my life on rumors. I'd only heard about you. But now, but now I've had revelation. I'm seeing some stuff I ain't never seen before. See, he he had said earlier that, you know, hey, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Leave that one up there for a minute. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. And, 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 you know, blessed be the name of the Lord. But as as he increased his relationship with God and he started walking in revelation knowledge, he realized, oh, no, that, that wasn't even right. He actually said in the next verse, he said, you know, I take back everything I ever said because I said stuff about you that wasn't true. I got, see, God ain't taken from, God's pouring into me. God's will is that I prosper. God's will is that I live in health. God's will is that I walk in victory. God's will is that I defeat depression. God's will is that, that I walk in soundness of mind. God's will is that my relationships are strong. God's will is, is, is the best thing going in my life. But I can't have his will outside of his ways. See, and you got to understand, sometimes in church life, we, we get a little bit uh, shaky here because, we, 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 you know, we're trying to make a, 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 a path, you know, cut a path. And sometimes it just turns into legalism. But, but the heart, you got to understand the heart. See, we're never going to tell you what you should do and what you shouldn't do. And you, you got to go this way and don't go that way and don't touch that. Just put it, put it, put it down, put it. No, that's not our job. That's the, that's the job of the Holy Spirit. See, John 16, Jesus was talking and, and he said, when he's speaking of the Spirit, when he comes, he will convict and convince the world and bring demonstration to it. He, convict, he's going to bring conviction. Some of us have become so so calloused that, that we don't experience a whole lot of conviction. 
Why? How? You know, and, and I've struggled with that. How can God's people uh, be so unsensitive to to, to God and, and to His to, to His will and to His ways? And why why are we so far from His word? Well, because we haven't continued in His word long enough to know the truth. See, we don't, we don't know the heart of God. We don't know the mind of God. We don't know the plan of God. We don't know the purposes of God. We've heard others try to describe something to us. And we're building our life off of a rumor that we've heard from them. And I gotta tell you something. It's amazing. I'm telling you, it's amazing how people who, who probably haven't given God a thought in years, how quickly they become instant theologians in certain circumstances. You know, you step into a circumstance or, or, or a situation and suddenly they're defining God for you. You know, something, you know, some tragedy. It's usually tragedy, stress. Well, there you have it. See, God's really isn't for you. You're on your own. And let me tell you why you're on your own. It's because of that decision that you made seven years ago. Remember the one that you made seven years ago that really irritated me? I tried to tell you then, not telling you now. That that went against the plan of God, and God's still a little upset. And so he's, he's he, you know, so that thing that's on your life right now, he put it there. He put it there. Man, don't build your life off of some stupid rumor. See, if, if you don't know me, I mean know me, you'll believe anything. Because I make that easy. That guy's whacking. You're going abso-thinking-lutely. Okay. But if you know, see, if, 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 if you hear something about someone that you don't know, it's easy to buy into it. It's easy to believe that. It's, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. And then you build a relationship with them, and suddenly you realize, well, that wasn't true. Why? Because you know them. You know, you know them. And you might even, you know what, you, you might hear something about somebody and say, well, you know, I can see why you, would, why you would think that and why you might actually think it's true. But, but see, I know them. And see, you, you got to, and see, that's where you and I need to get with God. Well, you know, I can see why you would think that because so many people are, are separated from God. And, and, and separation, I got to tell you something about separation. Separation equals death. Remember the prodigal son? He came to his right mind and he headed home and his father seeing him afar off said, hey, give me a coat, get some shoes, give me a ring, kill the fatted calf. Then my beloved son, who was dead, is alive again. No, he wasn't dead physically. He was separated. Death is separation. Jesus didn't come to bring death. He came to bring life. He came to reconnect us. Right? Come on. He can't, and, and a lot of us, man, we got, we, we have got to get this. Jesus did not come so bad people could become good. He came so dead people could be made alive. He came to give life. We're going to read through this real quick. Ephesians 2 in the Amplified, and it's really, really good in the Amplified. He said, and you, he made a lot. Hey, if you're in Christ, you got life. 
Don't, don't buy that, don't buy, don't buy that rumor that the enemy is trying to sell. Don't, don't buy that rumor. No, you are alive in Christ. And when you were dead by your own, well, don't you look at your past? I don't need to look at my past, man. I'm pressing toward my future. You're in the car. There's a windshield. And then there's this thing hanging in the middle. It's called a rear view mirror. Some of y'all, your rear view mirror is bigger than your windshield. You don't see a big future. Well, break that mirror off and go towards the future. Because in times past, look at this in verse 2. At one time, you walked habitually in those sins. You were following the course and the fashion of this world. You were under the sway of the tendency of this present age. You followed the prince of the power of the air. You were obedient to and under the control of a demon spirit that still constantly works in the sons of disobedience, the careless, the rebellious, and the unbelieving who against the per- who were against uh, who go against the purposes of God. Here's what the enemy is wanting you to do. He's wanting you to live like the careless, the rebellious, the unbelieving. He's he's wanting your life to be built on a rumor. He doesn't want it to be built on faith. The the just shall live by faith, man. The just shall live by faith. You, you, you got to know God. You, you got you to gotta be able to say, no, 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 no. No, I, uh, I know God. I know his word, which is leading me in his ways, which has connected me to his will. I'm not going against the purpose of God. I'm going with the purpose of God. I'm going to help fulfill his purpose. Remember in Jeremiah 1, 5, he said, before, before I formed you, I knew you. See, here, here's the crazy thing is that God knows the truth about you. Some of you are going, oh, crud. <laughs> I thought I had that covered. Nope. He sees you. And he still loves you. Matter of fact, he still plans to use you. And he sees the enemy mess with you, and he's like, go ahead, make my day. Because he's going to take what the enemy intended for evil and turn it and use it for good. If you remember to stay connected to his purpose, right? How do you do it? His word, his ways. His will. See, God knows you. The truth. The truth. See, and the truth is, you're not going under. You're going over. The truth is, you're not going to live in defeat. You're going to walk in victory. The, the truth is, the, the truth is, no weapon formed against you can prosper. And every tongue that rises against you, you can condemn because this is the heritage of the children of the living God. The, the truth is, the truth is, is that his word is life to those that find it. See, and he knows the truth about you that you, you, you're going to pursue. But, but you got you to gotta make sure that you know the truth about him. He's for me, not against me. He ain't trying to hurt me. He's here to help me. He's not trying to put me down. No, he's lifting me up and setting me in the high places. 
He's picked me up out of the miry clay and put my foot upon a rock and put a new song in my heart. Even praise unto my God. I, I, I got to know the truth. See, because if I don't know the truth, I'll buy anything. Anything. Hey, check this out. In, in, uh, uh, in, in the New Testament, Jesus is talking with his gang. And, and he, he comes up and he asks this question, Matthew 16, 13. Uh, he says, hey, guys. Uh, he, he got to this place and asked his disciples, he say, who do men say that I am? Check it out. What's the latest rumor? See, suddenly people experience life and they are, they're, they're, a, they're a theologian. And the rumors fly. I'm telling everybody about God and he's mad or he's upset or he, he'll heal some, but he won't heal all or, you, you know, well, prosperity, you know, you got to be real careful of that prosperity thing. Rumors. And, and Jesus is like, what, what's the latest rumor? And look, look at verse 14. And, and uh, uh, he said, some, some are saying you're John the Baptist, some Elijah, some, some say that you're a prophet, but, but check it out. Go, go one more. Well, who do you say that I am? Here's a question that maybe we ought to ask ourselves today. What does my life say? What's my message? Come on. What, what's my sermon? See, a lot of you guys think I'm your preacher. I ain't your preacher. I'm your equipper. Uh, you're the preacher. The sermon isn't for in here. The sermon's out there. Your life is a message. See, remember, he leads us as his trophies and our life demonstrate, you know, the, the knowledge of God. Who do you say he is? Who does your life say he is? How do, what does your walk say he is? How about your attitude? How about your disposition? Are you, well, you know, are, are you fulfilling the purposes of God? Because I'm telling you, he, matter of fact, he even discloses his purpose. Who do you say that I am? And look, look what Peter says in the next verse. He says, well, uh, you are Christ, the son of the living God. And, 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 and dude, look, look at this next verse. Jesus says, dude, you're blessed. That word means position to win or succeed in any given situation. He didn't like sprinkle water on him. Say, there you go. No, he said, you know, listen. Flesh and blood, the natural realm, you don't get this. This is revealed by my Father. This is revelation knowledge. This is revelation knowledge. Look at the next verse. And Jesus said, I'm saying unto you that you're Peter. And on this rock, on this knowledge, on this revelation knowledge, I'm going to build my church. And hell can't touch it. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. Everybody say it. Oh, come on. Say it. We're almost done. You got to give me like four minutes, okay? Just just hang with me for just a second, okay? So so here's here, let, let, let me make sure you get this because a lot of us. I just want to show you one more area, you know, because one area people believe rumors is well, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. No, that's not the heart of God. That's not the word of God. That's not that, that's not the plan of God. And another rumor, you know, there's a lot of rumors. Come on, there's a lot of rumors about church. Here we are, and I'm telling you, out of all of us, we probably all have different perspectives, different pictures, different definition. But let me tell you something about, about church life. 
uh, and this is going to be, you're going to have to like take some time this week and think and pray and give thought and study to the truth you hear so that it can, you know, because if you hear me wrong, you'll be all jacked up and you'll be one of them guys out there spreading rumors. Did you hear what Tom Field said? Cause check this out. Check this out. There's rumors about church. Let, let me tell you something though about church and about, about the value and the importance of church. God loved the world and he sent his son. Jesus loved the church, and that's what he died for. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Jesus ain't building anything but his church. So the enemy, see, he wants you to walk that old walk where you're careless, where you can care less. Where, where, where you're disobedient. Not, not to me. Good golly, I don't want to be responsible for you. Okay, I take no credit for your victory, and I'm not responsible for your failures. Okay, it's to him. Right? It's to him. And, and, and the enemy, he, he'd love you to, to care less. He, he, he'd love you to be disobedient. And he'd like you to not believe the truth. What does that do? It makes you go against the purposes of God. Remember, we read it in the Bible against They go against the purpose of God. Well, what, what was Jesus's purpose? He's building the church. Okay. He's building the church. That's why, that's why you need each other. That's why guess what? As we walk together, we get closer to God. When we get closer to God, we know the heart of God. The more we know the heart of God, we understand the plan of God. The more we got the plan of God, the easier it is to pursue the purposes of God. The easier it is to pursue the purposes of God. The easier it is for me to, you know, hello, somebody I'm telling you that, that, that you can't build your life on a rumor. Matter of fact, there's scriptures that we quote, and a lot of times people say, well, that's not even true. It ain't even working. We know that all things work together for good for those who love God. Well, I ain't seeing everything work together for my good. Well, the end of the verse says, and are called according to his purpose. What's his purpose? He's building a church. See, I guarantee you that the giftings and callings that are upon your life, not only are they for you, but they're for the body. See, you need to know the truth. Let me tell you where your freedom's at. It's not in attending services. It's bringing your life to fulfill his purpose. Because together, we're better. God's doing a work in me, through me, amongst me, for me, by me. He's using us. He's using us, man. we We need to know God. We, we, we need to build our life on truth, on, on revelation knowledge. This is, the, this is the thing. See, well, all hell's breaking loose, and, it, and man, it, it, it's prevailing. Well, that, because maybe you've disconnected because the enemy wants you to live that old life where, where, where you're separated from the purpose of God. See, God, has, God loves you. Let, let me just really quick read through these other verses in, 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 in Ephesians 2. Just, just a couple. Starting at verse 4. But God, so rich in his mercy, because of and in order to satisfy the great and wonderful and intense love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our own shortcomings and trespasses, he made us alive together in fellowship. 
and in union with Christ. He gave us the very life of Christ himself, the same new life with which he quickened him, first by grace and his favor and mercy that you did, and uh, which you didn't deserve, that you're saved and delivered from judgment and made partakers of Christ's salvation. And he raised us up together with him and made us sit together, giving us joint seating with him in the heavenly sphere by virtue of our being in Christ. And he did this that he might clearly demonstrate through the ages to come the immeasurable, limitless, surpassing riches of his grace and his favor in his kindness and goodness of heart towards us in Christ. For it is by a free grace that you are saved, man. And and, and this salvation is not of yourselves or of your own doing. It came not through your own striving, but it's a gift of God, not because of works or fulfillment of the law, lest any man should boast. It's not a result of what anyone could possibly do so no one can pride himself in it or take glory to himself but we are God's own handiwork his workmanship recreated in Christ Jesus that we might do the good works which he predestined for us to do check it out that that, that he planned beforehand so that we could take paths which he prepared ahead of time that we should walk in and live the good life which he prearranged and made ready he's got a good life prearranged made ready for you Let me just wrap this up. You want the will of God. So you need the ways of God. See, we want the will. Well, we need his ways. So we need his word to come alive. Man, I need to know you. I need to know God. I need to know. I need. To, I don't need the word of God. I need a word from God. And I need to meditate his word until it starts talking back to me. Because he called me to victory. He's came, he's, he, he came to deliver me, not to enslave me. And if I know the truth, the truth will produce freedom in my life. Freedom, man. Freedom. 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 Freedom for what? Freedom. To experience his victory. Freedom to experience his life. Freedom to experience his peace. Freedom to experience his joy. Freedom to know him. Freedom to enjoy him. Freedom to have fellowship with him. Man, I'm telling you, he's come to set you free. I want you to close your book and bow your head for just a minute. And some of us, you know what we've done is we've built our life on rumors. We built our life. We've got an attitude that that's, that's it, it, even without meaning to do it. We've built attitudes that are actually against God and against the purposes of God. And it's time for us to say, you know what, man? That I I need to know Him. I need to know Him. I want the truth. I want to walk in freedom today. We're going to pray a prayer together. We're all going to pray together. And I'm not going to call anybody out or make you stand or have you come forward today. But if you're in this room and you say, you know what? I, I, don't, want, I don't want to build my life on a rumor. I want to build it on the truth. I want to get real with God so God can be real with me. If that's you, I want you to, to receive this invitation. I'm begging you today. Make this your prayer. And if that's you, while nobody's looking around, just hold your hand up and say, Pastor Tom, that's me. Man, I, I'm, I'm, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's awesome. You, you can put them down. Any, anybody else, just lift your hand and say, yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you. So awesome.
I need your word. I need your truth. I need your freedom. And I don't want to live some life built on some rumor. I don't want to miss because I'm comfortable. I, I, I don't want to miss the will of God because I, you know, man, I, I need your way, God. I need your way for my life. I can, I can just sense in my spirit, God's really dealing with, with one or two of you. It's like, thank you. Surrender time, man. If you're like me, man, I hate to admit I'm wrong. It's, it's probably like a non-strength for me. I hate to admit I'm wrong, but some of us were wrong about God. He's not against you. He's not teaching you something through a hardship. He didn't kill your puppy. Man, the thief comes to kill, to steal, to destroy. When everybody in this room say, Dear Heavenly Father, I surrender. I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you from this day forward. And I know that because you've saved me, because you've set me free, I'll never be the same again. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Come on, give the Lord one more shout, one more praise.